Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. Even that short period of time helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God, helps us to be thinking about eternity, about our souls, and it also helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So easy to find time during the day to work this little Bible study in each day, maybe on your way to work or on your way home from work or maybe during a break at work or while you're taking a break from your chores around the house, whatever it might be. But not just a few minutes, but that is so valuable because it gets us into God's Word. Now, help somebody in your life. You know people who need to change their focus. They need to get into God's Word. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their soul's salvation. So help everybody you can by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make up your mind and start sharing with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, everybody you can, literally. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately be in heaven because you got them into, the, into God's word every day through these studies. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment today and start sharing these studies. I want us to begin a new line of thought, new line of study. I want to talk about light, light. I appreciate uh, somebody giving me something of a technical and a rather detailed definition of light and how it comes to be talking about the energy that produces light. Now, electricity is the flow of electrons from one location to another, which takes atoms from a higher potential energy state to a lower one. And ultimately, when electrons combine with atoms, then if I understand the technical definition and, and, and analysis correctly, then light is emitted. Light all of a sudden comes forth. Now, just think, when power flows, then light shines. But when power does not move, and that's essential, the electron hitting the atom, then when that happens, then the light shines. But when the, when, when the power does not move, then even though there's power there, there is no light. Well, what we want to do in this particular study is come to understand from a spiritual perspective, how we as Christians or as true followers of God and Jesus Christ are supposed to be spiritual light. But how many times do you see people who say, I believe in God, but they really are not shining lights of the truth of his word or of that relationship? In fact, it looks like they've really, in many cases, put a lampshade over the light, or turned off the light, or put a barrel over it so that you can't see the light. Well, that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus said we're supposed to be in Matthew chapter 5. And if we look at verses 14 through 16, he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. 
let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We're supposed to be, if we're true followers of Jesus Christ and of God, we're supposed to be shining lights in a world that is engulfed in the darkness of sin. We're supposed to light the way, so to speak, or light up the, the area where we are because we're to be true followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ought to make the place better just by the pre- our presence of being there. Now, that's not drawing glory to ourselves. It's not a self-glorification kind of situation, but it's because we are to be shining lights of Christianity, of who we are and what we are. And people ought to see a difference in us than they see in most people around them in the world. Because again, the world is caught up, engulfed in the darkness of sin. Well, interesting. But what if what if you have Christians in a given location, but they're not doing anything? The light's not shining, is it? They're not moving. They're not active. The light doesn't shine, does it? Well, that's the same principle in, in electricity. If there's no movement in the power system, so to speak, as God designed it, there's no light. Now, there may be a lot of power there, potentially, but the movement's not there. The electrons aren't moving, and so no light is formed. No light is emitted. If you have a whole lot of people who claim to be Christians, but they're not doing anything, they're not really active in their service and dedication to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then you've got a lot of potential power there, but the light just isn't shining. We've got to be active. We've got to put ourselves or engage ourselves in the process of being the light of Christianity, the light of Christ, the light of God. In Matthew chapter 6, and we look at verses 22 and 23, Jesus uses an interesting analogy. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Interesting. The lamp of the body. In other words, the light of the, eye, of, of the body. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness... How great is that darkness? How many people, they say, well, I want to change my life, or they might say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but they do nothing to engage themselves in, in following Christ, in following God, in becoming and living the Christian life. What if they do nothing? Well, the potential for their light to shine spiritually before people around them and influence people around them to see the light of Christianity and be motivated to study deeper and become Christians themselves, ultimately, the light's just turned off. Nobody sees anything in them. Well, Paul is saying, if the lamp of your body, which is your eye, If you're blind, then you can't see. 
But now what happens far more frequently than somebody, somebody being physically blind, their eyes not working, the optic nerve no longer works, what's far more prevalent is people simply close their eyes to the truth. They close their eyes to God and to Christ. And so what could be effective spiritual light in their lives never turns on because they don't do what they need to do to see that light and let that light shine. Well, hopefully the principle gets across in these kinds of opening and introductory remarks. If we look at the ultimate consequence of somebody who does not walk with God, who does not live a faithful and obedient life before their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Well, Romans 6 and verse 23, as we've talked about many, many, many times through these various today's Bible class uh, studies, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. But now, notice again the eternal life that most people would say, well, that's what I want. You've got to be in Christ in order to have that life. If you're not willing to walk into the light, so to speak, as we'll talk about in a later session, if you're not willing to become that light of Christianity, then you're not in Christ. You're in the darkness of sin, and the wages of sin is death. We look at Revelation 21 and verse 8, and there John writes, the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death or what we're talking about literally is eternal condemnation in hell, eternal death. When we turn to Matthew chapter 22 and verse 13, it's interesting, and this is in relation to one of the parables of Jesus. A king is throwing a wedding feast. He sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, but they were not willing to come. He sent other servants out, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. In other words, come to the feast. Matthew 22, verses 3 and 4. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. Well, the king heard about it. He was furious. He sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Now, let's drop down to verse 13. The king said to his servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, of course, this is illustrative of the ultimate consequence, eternal consequence, of living in sin without repenting and coming to God through Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. In Matthew chapter 25, and we look at verse 30, similarly, and this is another one of Jesus' parables, this is the parable of the talents, and to one the master gave 
two talents, to one he gave one talent, to another he, he gave five talents, and the ones to whom he gave five talents and two talents, they worked with those talents, sums of money, and, and caused them to grow. The one, he gave, the one to whom he gave one talent buried it in the earth. He did not use it. And so when the master came back and called each of his servants to account, when it came to that one who did not use what he had been entrusted with, then we read in verse 30, the master pronounced this judgment upon him. Cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, of course, in both of these parables, the outer darkness is illustrative of eternal condemnation in hell. The one who was cast in there was the non-productive individual. The one who was not following his master properly. He was not doing what he ought to do. He was not letting his light shine because he was not walking in the light. He was in the darkness of sin. And so his ultimate end was eternal condemnation in hell. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is just introductory to this particular study. We'll come back and look at things more deeply next time. Let's pray together. Father, help us to see the light. In fact, help not only us, but everybody everywhere to see the light of forgiveness and salvation through the gospel of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And help us come to that light and embrace it, to be obedient to the teachings of your, of your word and become people who live in the light of your truth. And help us to be shining lights so that others may see your will and become Christians themselves. We pray for forgiveness, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.